Welcome to the Buds and Reality Show. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And we have, back in the house, my sister in Spooner and my sister in Liberty, Miss Donnie Anthony. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Missed you. I'm glad you're back. I'm so <laughs> glad you're back. And, and, and the, the fact is that when you were on the first time, you were one of my very first shows from surgery, after my surgery. Oh, and so goodness. I wasn't feeling like the best when we did that. So I'm glad you're back. I'm feeling better. So I feel better about this. You know what I mean? I was like, holy smokes. Yeah, I think I think you were the second show because Zeal was my first show back. And then I believe you were the second one, but I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and look now. It's been, God, that was months ago now and everything happens and you forget shit. But <laughs> I'm glad to have you. You've been very busy. Um Let's dig into this because you have something very cool to announce. I'm going to let you announce it. I don't want to ruin it. So I have a project out and it's called Vices, Crimes, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And it's a pamphlet and it's volume one out of three. I will tell you the other names later. So stay tuned. It's going to be released, I guess, today, Friday at www.libertyrls.com. And so this is a pamphlet I really want people to have in their hands and reading it so they can start educating their community, start hitting up your, um, your council, your, your, sorry, your city council, your county council, in a sense, because everyone has a different name in their states for that. In Texas, it's called commissioner's court. And start talking to your police department, your sheriff departments, because there's this little secret out there. It's not really a secret, but people don't never research for themselves or really actually try to understand what the constitution is and why the bill of rights is the most important part of it. There, there's a place right there. That's the most important to us where the government has no authority to rule over your lives the way they have in this, the ninth amendment. And then I also want people to be reintroduced. Like, you know, our community knows who Lysander Splinter is, but people outside of our community, they don't really know who he is. So it's time to start teaching some of the things he has taught back then. He already put the blueprint out there or the black print, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> out there. <laughs> it's time to start using what he taught today because it was very much so necessary for people to know this information. And so that's where the vices, crimes, and pursuit of happiness comes in because there needs to be a distinction between what an actual vice is and a crime. Because most people are peaceful. Most people don't go and loot and burn things. Most people are not pedophiles. So the government has to create criminals, you know, create, make a law, make someone a criminal if they go against it. So my whole thing is most people aren't criminals and people y'all got to start standing up for your neighbors and your friends when you see the government extorting them and trying to make them a criminal when it's simply advice. Absolutely. And, and the fact of the matter is, you know, they put crimes on vices because, and this, this is a fact and you, and people don't have to like it, but I'm going to say it because I don't care. I say what I say. And that's that the government puts, makes vices crimes because they can't tax them. That's a big part of it. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Think about it. Gambling, prostitution, um, cockfighting per se, you know, mm -hmm. we'll get into that in a minute. Cockfighting. So funny. I can't help it when I say it. I, it's like makes me <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I'm a 43 year old child, ladies and gentlemen, but, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where if they can't get their hands on the money for something, they don't want you to have it or do it period. And that, you know, same thing with drugs. 
Same thing with drugs or, or selling them or having them or whatever, you know, and he brought up Spooner. Spooner actually uh, did some writing about vices or not crimes. Right. It's called vices are not crimes. Yeah. So Spooner heavily influenced what I, what I wrote with the whole vices and the crime piece of what I wrote. And it's, it's interesting. It's very simple concept. Vices are when you harm yourself or your property and crimes are when you harm someone else or their property. And that has to be distinguished here moving forward, because, I mean, how much longer are we going to let people who are pedophiles themselves, in a sense, <laughs> ruling over us decide what our moral values are supposed to be and how we're supposed to act? You're right about the money. I think that was a number one. You hit on that perfect with that because, you know, marijuana, you know, now, OK, it's legal in a lot of states. And then now they're they're making their money off of it where they probably weren't making hardly anything, if anything, off of it before because it was privatized as someone's own personal thing so the second part of it is control so if i cannot just you know persuade you and tell you hey you should live your life the way i think you should well let me just make it a law we we'll go go to run to the government make it a law and then, then the law is going to be enforced on you with a threat of you possibly dying if someone creates a law knowing good and well are you willing for that person to die if they don't follow that law, because what you're doing is when you make it a law, you're willing to say, I will, I'm willing to kill someone for this law. Well, I mean, and, and that's, that's exactly how it goes. You know, most negative police interactions start with something stupid, a la George Floyd, who was selling loose cigarettes. What was he doing wrong? Nothing. But did he, and, and he had to die for that. Like they killed him. For selling loose cigarettes, honestly, like what in the actual fuck, you know, and this is, this is what they do on the daily, you know, the state, the state is, is evil as they come, you know, it is, it's one of those entities that will, if you don't conform to whatever they're spitting, whether it be selling loose cigarettes, having a, an air freshener dangling in your window, you know, and you, cause that's illegal too, in some states, it huh. used to be, yeah, you can't have like a, a, a pine air freshener hanging from your uh, rear view mirror. You know what I mean? You can get in trouble for that stuff like tinted windows. Cops will pull you over. And then if you even say an inkling about it, they'll drag you out of your car and beat your ass or kill you or take you to jail or whatever. Mm -hmm. you mean. This is what they do on a daily basis. I'm no back the blue guy. I have my own personal reasons for that. Uh, we talked about that on one of the last shows, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that we have a book of laws that reaches coast to coast, man. We're talking Atlantic to the Pacific and back when the book of laws should be about this thick, dude, a couple pieces of paper, honestly. Right. And they do this on purpose. They sure do. And you know, something like, I wanted to highlight this because history repeats itself or it's just like a rhythm. It just keeps, it keeps going and people forget because they don't not really talk real history and not um, putting civics and tying up what's going on with the government at that time and why certain rules and laws um, came into play. So I bring that up in the pamphlet as well. A little story time in the beginning. It's interesting because a lot of people say, oh, the constitution, we just got to keep the constitution. We've got to have it. We've got to have it because that's what protects our rights. The Constitution was actually just formed to create the centralized government. There was no Bill of Rights attached to it. The Constitution was um, rat illegally <laughs> ratified on September 17th of 1787. 
It didn't have all this required states to do it. It had to have all states on there. It was missing three states. So they did that. And then December 15th of um, 1791 is when the Bill of Rights came afterwards. And it's interesting going back and looking at this because right after the Bill of Rights is attached, the state of Pennsylvania, you wouldn't believe it. Pennsylvania, the whole going with the Revolutionary War and Declaration of Independence, like that was a big thing for Pennsylvania. They're one of the first people to start creating laws at the state level for vices and immorality. And I, I highlight that in the pamphlet so y'all can see that because people think, oh, we, you know, back in the day there was freedom. There, now there's less freedom. Like there wasn't freedom back then either. It's just that we just assume that we're taught so that people can still wave the American flag and say I'm a patriot and I love our freedoms in this country. Other countries have it worse than us. I want my my God my God given rights. I want my free will. I don't want no man tell me what I can and can't do. I have to pay for if I didn't if I'm not harming another person. I'll pay for it when I die. It's not up to a man to be my judge and executioner. Amen to that. Amen to that. And you know, we live in a society right now where government controls everything, every single thing, all of it. But it goes deeper than that. You know, it's. They do whatever the banks tell them to do. You know, it goes way deeper than that. And I don't want to, you know, go down that rabbit hole right now. But it, the fact of the matter is these people are puppets to the to the banking cartels at the end of the day. But when it comes to making laws, they're the ones who, who are in charge, you know, and and it's always they're always working on a new bill or a new law. And it's all by design to keep us under control, per se. And we aren't necessarily meant to be controlled. We are human beings. Right. We were put on this earth to flourish, to thrive, to, to love and, and to live. This is, this is our purpose as human beings, to love God, if you believe in that. Okay. The government wants to stop you from doing all those things. Right. They want you, they don't, they don't even want you leaving your house at the end of the day. They, they they really don't. And it, and it's it's a really fucked up place to be. And here we are in 2023 in probably one of the most uh, dangerous political climates we've ever seen in this nation. You know, and there's people like you out there fighting the good fight, you know, and, and, and doing a lot of things locally. And lately, you've been talking a lot about cockfighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. But, you know, you, chicken fighting. <laughs> We'll have to call it chicken fighting or I'm going to lose my mind laughing. Um, <laughs> but um, or you can just call it a, a feather duel, a feather <laughs> duel, something, something of those sorts. We're going to call it cockfighting, whatever. But you know, <laughs> they want so much control that they want to make laws to protect chickens that you're going to eat anyways. <laughs> you're gonna eat them. We eat chickens all the time. I had chicken today. I'm gonna have chicken again tonight. Like we eat them all day, 24-7, every day. And you're gonna make laws about cockfighting. Are you kidding me? But check this out. I literally just made some bomb air fried chicken drumsticks the other day. It was so good. Oh my, it was so crispy on the outside and it was just juicy on the inside. And then actually I got it um at a save lot store. It was like 14 pieces in there. And there are big fat ones too, for six dollars and some change. Damn, you can't get chicken for that price here in Michigan. It's uh, it's everything's inflated here at the moment. 
it's yeah, everywhere, I mean, but it's fucked up here, seriously. But like, a, you just, know, like, that's a good point you're making there because here's the thing when they create these laws to regulate, and this is not just about cockfighting, this is about the whole farming industry, the rural industry, everything. When they keep creating these laws to make it harder for these people to farm the way they know how to farm, they know what they're doing, they're the ones who know what they're doing. But when they make these laws, your foods get more expensive because they have to change and adjust things to how the government is regulating all that. And then I don't know if you um, are familiar with the EATS Act they're trying to pass in Congress right now, but that is to fight off basically Proposition 12 in California, telling farmers how they can, um, how they're supposed to do their farming with their animals. That has to do with pork, has to do with um, hens. And so if California says you guys can't transport any of your meat in our state if you guys do not follow our rules on how you're supposed to farm. The EATS Act is supposed to make sure the states have their rights, their farmers to farm the way they want to in their states, and California can't dictate that. So this this more than just inflation and why y'all foods get more expensive. You got people in these AR groups who are going and lobbying against your rights. They are, and a lot of this is tied into veganism, not veganism as a diet, but as a religion, in a sense, when you are telling other people that you're murdering, you're a killer if you eat meat, or if you're, you're, you're that's child abuse, if you're feeding your child meat, that is a whole belief system that when they go to Congress, they're legislating someone else's beliefs against us. And my thing is, what happened to the First Amendment, the Establishment Clause? The government is not supposed to pick a religion of the other or establish one for themselves. But clearly the government's decided they're going to be environmentalists, veganisms, and they're going to legislate your values to what they had to say or else. You just kind of said something to me that struck, that struck me big time. The government is interfering with the way farmers do their fucking jobs. What do farmers do? They feed us. They feed the populace. They feed America. Mm -hmm. Why does the government need to be intervening with the way they feed us? Now, I understand if they're like putting chemicals in the food of their, you know, of the livestock that they're trying to feed us because that'd be fucked up, you know. Right. But why is Montesano okay then? Why is why is Montesano okay to kill crops? Are to grow crops or whatever it may be. Montesano is bare aspirin and Roundup. Roundup is a weed killer. So when the Montesano farms come into play and, and they do their thing, a lot of the other farmers' stuff that you know don't use those products, they die because they're killing the soil. Mm. You know, if I'm saying that correctly, I might not be saying that correctly, but I'm sure y'all get the idea. But the fact that the, the United States government is interfering with farming is very dangerous because that's who feeds America, the farmers. Right. And here, and then check this out. You know, maybe you're like, okay, price is a little high. Let me go get my own chickens and put my backyard. Since you were not affected previously by these laws and these regulations, now you're going to get stuck with city ordinances telling you you can't have chickens, or they can tell you how many chickens you can have in your backyard if you want to do it that way. The whole thing is going on is propaganda. Propaganda. These, these animals feel, they have feelings, they have um, compassion. You, we got to have compassion for the animals. So if you're going to eat them, slaughter them humanely. And no one, no one gave a darn about how animals were slaughtered or any, any of that before. And now all of a sudden these, these groups have been putting all this propaganda out showing pigs and, and um, chickens and, and like, look, they can't even walk around, they're in cages. Do they understand that chickens have a pecking order? 
So they're not, if, if they're out there roaming around, there is a, a hierarchy on who is the boss and who isn't. There it goes for the, the, the hens. They have a pecking order. Now, when it comes to the male roosters, it depends on what breed they are. But you don't have very many roosters on a farm and then, you know, they're just running around. They have to be separated. Right. So, so it's just interesting, like how public opinion is changing off because of propaganda is is changing laws. But yet public opinion doesn't even know anything about farming at all themselves. Public opinion doesn't belong in any type of law, period. I don't exactly. care if it's cockfighting or, you know, gay rights or trans rights or any shit like that. Public opinion has no business being in our laws. Opinions right. are like assholes. We all have one and they stink, all of them. You know, and, and that's a that's a pretty shitty analogy. I sorry, I crack myself <laughs> up sometimes. But uh <laughs> you're right though. Everyone has an opinion and people don't know what they're talking about. Like look at Twitter. When we when I feel like a lot of libertarians are very well read and they do a lot of research and know a lot of things. When you look at the left and the right, there's probably people who are well read on both of those sides too. I'm not gonna take that from them, but a lot of them just go off what they've been told. Right. And then and they just go off of that. And then so they say, Oh, well. Um, my favorite public figure told me this, so you're wrong. I'm like, well, or they say, oh, well, show me some evidence. For me, if I don't know something, I go look it up myself. I don't have to tell you to show me evidence. And the only time I'll tell you that is if I already know and I want to see what kind of bull crap you're going to show as your proof. Most of these people don't even do any research. They haven't read anything. Hell, they haven't even read past the, two, uh, the first two amendments and they still don't comprehend those two. Right. I, I learned a lesson on arguing with people in social media, unless somebody says something like quite snarky that I think's funny, or, you know, even if it's like somebody said something snarky to me on the internet today and it was pretty good. I had to give them kudos for that. And I was like, that's pretty fucking funny, but you're still an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was funny the way they said it. And, and I'll give credit where credit's due, but like when it comes to people on the internet, you know, right off the rip, Anybody, well, anybody who like actually looks into things and does research and looks at things from all angles will see somebody who's just spewing off, you know, CNN or Fox News propaganda. You see it right off the rip. And I won't entertain that because they're gone. You're not going to change them. They're gone. You know, right. they have to want to change themselves first before they want to change. You can't really force it on people to change and want to be educated that's what the government banks on. They bank on being able to rule over people because they're ignorant. It's easier to rule over people who are ignorant than there are people who are intelligent enough to say, uh, I don't think so. All I keep telling people is read books. Read the books, man, and you will learn what you need to learn. And, and, and sometimes, like, I tell people this all the time. As a former neoconservative, hardcore Republican, Bush supporter, you know, which Bush is the one who radicalized me. This is, this is his fault. This is his fault that I, you know, I've been saying this on my show for weeks now. It's Bush's fault that I become a libertarian. And then the COVID response was what made me an anarchist. Um, but, you know, the, geez, I just totally had a brain fart. But like, here's the thing. The government shouldn't be involved with everyday ordeals. Right. The, you know, and this is what they're trying to do right now, like intervening with the farmers. That's insane because that's our food, you know? You got to check this out, bud. 
these people who are lobbying, each company, each bring in hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They have the money to do it. You think farmers got time? Well, first of all, have time to go and fight them Two, have that kind of money to go fight them. They don't. If you guys go to places like opensource.com, you can look and see where your, where your politicians are getting their money from. And then you start looking at what bills they're passing. And in my opinion, that's bribery. Based off what I read, that is a crime. That someone should be giving you a gift in order for you to do that. Or they, me, I will endorse you to my hundreds of millions of people that have been, or are signed up on my page or giving me money to say, hey, go vote for this person in your area because you know you like PETA or you like the Humane Society of the United States. That they've gotten way, way too much, too powerful. Back in the day, people were like, ha ha ha, he he. Those people were nut jobs. It's never gonna bother us. It is. They're in your state legislators, they're running for office, they're police officers, <laughs> they are in sheriff departments, they are DAs. Because these people, well, here's the thing when it comes to like quote unquote calling anything animal cruelty. Like they're trying to pass laws right now that tells you what kind of doghouse you have to have and has to be at a certain temperature. Or they're telling you you have to go to a veterinarian before you can breed your, your, your girl dog, your female dog. And they tell you how many litters your dog can have. It's gotten that extreme. The people laughing about the pe climate change people, they're the ones with hundreds of millions of dollars lobbying and bribing your representatives. And the Democrat and Republican party, they're even. This is a bipartisan issue. Oh, yeah. So so if people think it's just the left that thinks that cow's farts are going to pollute the whole world, we're all going to die from cow farts, people on the right, popular people. I told you on the phone, Rand Paul is one of them. PETA yes. endorses Rand Paul. I looked at Ron Paul, by the way. Ron Paul ain't got nothing like that. They don't like Ron Paul. But Rand Paul, they like themselves in Rand Paul. But Ted Cruz, uh, Matt Gates, these people that people think are liberty fighters, constitutionalists, they're not. They're 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 constitutionalists on TV in front of the people. That's what they are. And 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 it's it's the same across the board. Um lately I've had a huge issue with the GOP. Huge issue for the GOP because you know, at least Democrats tell you what they are. Yep. Democrats are up front. They're like, hey, we're taking your guns. Um, we're going to raise taxes. We're going to go to war without, you know, taking Congress involved, or we're going to do this, that, or the other. They are very, very open about what they're going to do. Republicans mm -hmm. would be like, I care about your guns. I care about your rights. And the, the Republicans are funny too. Uh, we care about your first and second amendment rights. What about the rest motherfuckers? Yeah. You know I mean? and, they, and they don't even care about the second one because they, they don't even care about the first. Yeah. I mean, didn't Elon Musk then reveal that the 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 Trump administration and the Biden administration may request to censor people? Yes, yes. It, this is this is tyranny, you know, seven at this point, you know, and the COVID regime is what what really set the pace for it because now they know they can get away with whatever the fuck they're going to do. Seriously, they they had everybody in check. You know, you people are going to listen to us and we know it. So now we're just going to this law, that law, this bill, that bill. But we're going to fight about it out in public. But bipartisan, we are going to do it. You know, and, and I tell people all the time, anything that's bipartisan, you might as well just bend over and take it. Mm -hmm. That's what bipartisan means, you know.
But let, let's let's get into vices because you know this is vices, crimes, and, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, there's another vice out there, you know, which is prostitution. Okay, a lot of people think it's bad. Whatever. Some people think it's great. Whatever. I don't feel any type of way about it. It's none of my business. You know. Right. But what I do know is that a woman can get paid five thousand dollars a day to get banged out on camera. <laughs> yeah. And that's perfectly legal. <laughs> and that's perfectly legal. But some lady can't charge $200 per trick in a hotel room. Why? Because the government can't get their grimy dick beaters on the money. Like I said, it's all taxation. But how is it a crime if it's a vice? So what? Somebody wants to get their rocks off. Are they cheating on their wife? Probably. Is it anybody's business? No. So how is that a crime? I mean, you know, these people who want to force their um, moral beliefs on us. I mean, adultery used to be a crime, right? So right. you do, do they want to bring it back? Like, this is a slippery slope. When do we stop? Is this just it's too much? And so I'm, ha I'm happy you brought up the whole prostitution thing. Because remember in the, the Bible, there was a story of the woman who committed adult adultery and then Jesus said, those who haven't sinned cast the first, first stones and they couldn't do it. And Jesus didn't go run to the government to tell her to not do it anymore. He told her not to sin anymore. So who are these Christians or who are these people with such a high, high moral campus, uh, compass who thinks they're better than Jesus? Right. And, and the Bible does speak of free will. And this is my thing about abortion, too. It's disgusting in my eyes. I, I think it's disgusting and vile and it is murder. But because I'm a man, I'm a he, him, or whatever the fuck you want to call me. It's not my place to tell a woman what to do. And at the and when it, what, what it boils down to is that she's going to have to take that sin up with God. That was her free will to do that. I don't have to agree with it, but that was her free to will to do that. And she's going to have to take that up with the man upstairs. I think my biggest issue when it comes to the abortion piece is the fact that it is actually a eugenics thing. It is to depopulate and it's supposed to get rid of the undesired, the black population, poor people and people with disabilities. And the fact that this is this is a business basically the government wants here is a tool for the government and they're evil. I feel like people should honestly think about it. If you hate the government, then we should rebel against what their agenda is, what they're trying to do. Regardless if you think that abortions are right or wrong, I mean... It, for me, it is, I get it. There's been people who've had it. They made a mistake. They regret it. They're not out there flaunting that they've done it or anything like that. But when they're throwing it in people's face and people are out there screaming, I've had six abortions and this, all this stuff. It's like, it, what? what? What is it to glorify about that? And here's my thing. Honestly, abortion wouldn't even be a topic, really. Like I said, if the government wasn't funding it in the first place, they weren't paying Planned Parenthood. Like, you know, libertarianism, you know, like, it's okay if you believe in abortion or not, right? Because we're not paying for your abortion, though. So you're going to have to come out of your own pocket. It's going to get very expensive and people will change on their own. That's right. And Republicans, by the way, when if you're listening, I don't want to ruin it for you, but just go Google and look up how much money the Republican Party funnels to Planned Parenthood. You'd be surprised. I mean, quite a few Republican presidents are part of the whole um, world population fund. They were sending money to other countries, so they'll those um, kill off their babies and have lower population. Um, Nixon, um, Ronald Reagan, um, the Bush. Only one I don't think the only one who didn't do it was Trump. He actually took the funding away and Biden put it back. But Jeez. but the thing is, Republicans want abortion too, not necessarily the voter base, 
but Republicans are in office. They say, oh, you can't, okay, you can't go past 15 weeks. That's that's wrong. But they're still okay with abortion. Right. It's funny you bring up Trump because literally right before you jumped on here, I always jammed to the radio or whatever. And on our local Detroit station was a Donald Trump for president commercial. I could not believe it. We're already doing this here in Detroit. (laughs) Wow, man, we are, uh, we're over a year before the election and uh, we are throwing commercials on the radio. Very surprising here though, in Detroit, considering our political climate, that's why I kind of brought it up because I'm like, holy shit, we're about as communist as it gets now. We're we're not too far behind California here in Michigan, unfortunately. Well, let's yeah. talk about another vice real quick. What's, what's the other one you got? Drugs. Oh, that one's coming up, but we can cover it today. It's actually volume two, War on Drugs. <laughs> right. Well, no, I don't want to necessarily talk about the war on drugs. I want to talk about how they handle it in general, because, right. you know, it's illegal to have drugs. It's illegal to buy drugs. You can't possess them. You can't do anything. Possession laws are trash, by the way, because what the hell has somebody done just by possessing something? But anyways, um, now it's illegal to have methamphetamines. It's illegal to have cocaine, crack, whatever. But doctors can prescribe it to children. To children. Children can have methamphetamines. We're talking Adderall. We're talking Ritalin. That's all meth. So it's okay if they sell it, but if you're selling it, it's a problem. But you know what, though? Because that comes back to what you said, though. Money. Yes. But how is that, a, you know? it's can, a, in regulating it, control. It, it, it's exactly what it is. But it, it's so, it's absurd in, in, the, in the hypocrisy that comes along with it. You know, prostitution, drugs. Now, and then. Prohibition. Prohibition. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm like that ever worked ever i think things get worse during prohibition really yeah and people are like making it in their toilets and stuff (laughs) (laughs) here bang this dope up that i just pulled out of my toilet dude (laughs) right crazy think about it you know the government's telling you i'm telling you what you can and what you cannot consume and you're telling me we live in a free country you cannot eat something you cannot put something in your nose. You can't inject yourself with something without the government telling, giving you permission to. And if you decide to consume it anyways, we're going to throw you away. And that's what really bothers me because I sat there and watched Hunter Biden smoking some crack, weighing his crack on a scale, and he ain't spent no time in prison or jail for it. So if it's okay for Hunter Biden to do it, then why are all these black men? Here's my other issue. You want to talk about fatherless homes, Republicans? You got your little black faces up there talking about fatherless homes, this and that. Why don't they talk about the fact that the state created the problem in the first place by making things like that illegal? People trying to make money and find opportunities when they were being oppressed during certain time periods. And then therefore, then you're locking them up. So, and if you're man, if you want to live in a section eight area, then you cannot have a man there because he makes too, you'll have too much money together. They want to control you. They want to keep you impoverished. They want you to still need them. So whenever I hear anyone else talk about the whole um, fatherless homes or whatever, you talk about what the state did. And if you want to start tackling the problem, start taking the state out of your family's household, out of your body, like out of your, your plate, where you're trying to eat, what you're trying to drink. It's none of their business. As long as I'm not hurting someone else or hurting their property, then leave me alone. It has to be that simple. It, it, it should be that simple, but it's not. And the fact of the matter is 
The government does not belong in your home. They don't belong in your pocket. They don't belong in your schools. They don't belong in your bedroom. They don't belong in your doctor's office. They don't belong in your fucking car. They don't belong anywhere. But here they are in all those places, right in your face all the time. You forgot one. Which one? Oh, yeah, in your head, too. Rent-free, too, man. Rent-free. And we're all guilty of that because here we are on this show bitching about these fucking tyrants man you know why the head is so important right because they like to say well if they're doing drugs and they're most likely going to start robbing and killing people you know this is like like some minority um minority report shit like you can't just predict me committing a crime and then you're gonna throw me in jail for a crime i haven't committed yet and then saying you oh well your intent you you had a criminal intent to do something how do you know what i'm intending to do you're not in my brain you're not in my head you don't know what what was happening what was going on just because someone smokes weed doesn't mean they're going to start robbing grocery stores and, and, and shooting and murdering people. But that was all a part of the propaganda. That propaganda was out before to scare people, fear-mongering people into being afraid of certain things. Well, that <laughs> this is what they want. This is exactly what they want, is to, you know, fear you into control. This is their MO, and it's been blatantly obvious over the past almost four years now. Here yeah. I am, you know, just a regular dude. I never wanted to talk about the government. I became a, a libertarian in 2008 after the Bush disaster, okay? You know, and I never wanted to talk about politics ever. It was just something I didn't want to talk about. You know, you don't talk about politics or religion. That's just something you don't do. <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut about it and I just voted and that was that, you know, I'd fill in my straight libertarian ticket, you know, boom, that's over. Then COVID came and I was like, it's not time to be quiet anymore. We're not going to be quiet anymore because right. that was seriously beyond fucked up. Like that was overreach that we've never seen in the history of America. Like, they told people they were not essential and they could not go to work. They told you they, couldn't go to the grocery store or go to work if you didn't wear a mask or, or get that shot. They told you you couldn't go to work. They forced you to get shots and they'll be like, well, they didn't force you to do anything. That was a choice. No bullshit. Because Joe Biden made it uh, mandated that businesses with over 100 employees have to get the shot or get tested once a week. You do know, You do know that's a crime, right? That is a crime. That is a total crime. That is not a vice. That's a fucking crime. That's a crime, you guys. That's <laughs> There's a difference. We're explaining it to y'all because that's criminal coercion right there. That is a crime. I actually pulled that up today. It's actually number, let me tell y'all the exact number that crime is because your DAs can't do it. Your, um, your cops can't do it. But hey, no one really knows about this. It is 11.406 criminal coercion. I always say it wrong. Coercion. I always think there should be an H in there, but there's not. A lot of people say it. Coercion. <laughs> you can't see it. It's too bright. I, yeah, I cannot oh. see it. Nope. I got old man eyes. I can't see it anyways. I need my glasses. Maybe that is a little better. Criminal That's coercion. It's a crime. It is a misdemeanor. You know, and, and here they are, and they do this shit every day. And I tell people all the time, if you acted like the people in D.C., they would kidnap you, lock you in a cage, or fucking kill you. That's mm -hmm. what would happen. If you acted like that, if I acted like that, if any, you know, peasant out there in the world acted the way the United States government does, we'd be hooked, booked, or dead. 
Yeah. And that's I mean, it's it's really frustrating. You know, an, another um vice I really want to bring up is gambling. <laughs> oh man. I mean, the state can do it, but we can't. I mean, you have to get permission to have a to have any kind of gambling thing. And that was a part of that. When y'all read this pamphlet, that's a part of it. And the gambling is very interesting because if people do it between themselves, how are the cops and them going to know about it, right? But if you start having an enterprise and start having a back of a bar or back of a business and whatnot, and then you have snitches or cops come in and try to figure out what you're doing, why is it that someone's worried about you? They say, oh, well, you can gamble off your whole paycheck. You can ruin your family. And da, 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 da. That's not the government's business. Nope. And then the fact that, you know, the states can have gambling, but you can't. And then on top of it, too, like the sin tax. <laughs> like that's another part of the whole vice thing. Fine, we won't lock you up, but we're going to charge you to be able to do this. The government thinks it's God. The government says, I can do what I want to. And you can't. And we can benefit and profit off of this, but you can't. How was that the American dream? Well, let me ask you this. And I, and this is my biggest argument when it comes to gambling, legal gambling or whatever it may be. Okay, if gambling's illegal, why the fuck can you play in the stock market? Because mm -hmm. that's gambling at a high level, yo. That is gambling at a very high level, period. Yep. But you can do that legally, no problem. Why? Because they can take your money. Right. And actually, that is also a part of bringing it back to cockfighting. That was the only reason why cockfighting was actually listed as a vice at that time in 1794. was because just the gambling aspect of it. It wasn't the, the cockfighting. It was the gambling. And if you did it on Sunday, the fine was even more money. So, so horse racing, dog racing, shuffleboard, cards, dice, all those things became the, became quote unquote, um, listed as you're going to get in trouble for doing it, um, on a Sunday, or if we get caught, you could get caught doing it throughout the week is less of a punishment. And it's just now, I remember I told you, um, when we we're talking on the phone, North Carolina cockfighting is a class one felony equal to murder. So how does it go from a vice for the gambling part to up to murder? Are you trying to tell me that the government has decided a chicken's life is equal to a human's life, but we can still eat chicken? Then they better charge everybody in North Carolina eating chicken for fucking felonies then. <laughs> that sounds absurd, but I mean, hey, it is what it is. In Oklahoma is a felony too, and it's up to, I believe, up to 10 years in prison if you're caught cockfighting. You're in trouble if you're just watching too, by the way. You're not just, you, you're not just, uh, you know, just in the act of it. If you're watching, you can get in trouble. If you have, because this is also like a cultural thing too. People bring their kids and people come and stuff and they, they partake in this. If your kids are there, they will take kids from you. By the way, this is worse than red flag laws. Because red flag laws, with these animals, they can just go trespassing your property, say whatever, do whatever when you're not home, say there wasn't water there, say whatever. And then you're, they, they bypass your Fourth Amendment, right? And if you're a felon, by the way, for cockfighting, there goes your Second Amendment, right? Right. It affects a lot of rights, what they're doing. And I want you to guys to think about this. This is going to be my third one. But the legislation that they're passing now with the animal protection laws, 
they're very similar to the Nazi Germany's animal protection laws that's been translated. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I've been saying this for a long time. Not only, <laughs> so let, let's start here. The World Economic Forum, I know we're going off in left field right now. This is my ADHD at its It's all cool. It's good. It's only 14 no, pages, you know, so. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to something though. The World Economic Forum is is a, a Nazi organization. That is exactly what there are. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can look them up all day and look up what they're about. They are Nazis. Now, Klaus Schwab had said something about penetrating the cabinets of the governments, which he has done. We have all kinds of wet puppets in our fucking government, one being the Speaker of the House, the third in charge, Kevin McCarthy, who I have a huge problem with, huge problem with K-Mac, dude. That guy is fucking trash. He is a vindictive SOB. Well, I, I need to chill because I can't stand that son of a bitch. But no, these people have infiltrated our governments. And the Nazism has become very, very real over the last four years, and people aren't seeing it. Right. And it's not just the Democrats, y'all. It's the Republicans too. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the the fascist, Marxist, Nazis have infiltrated our government and they are pushing their agendas in real time. Right. Every day. And it's very scary to see. And this is why there's people like you and I and Noel, you know, and Clint Russell and, and you know, all the other podcasters out there screaming against this shit. You know, people like Carol Roth are screaming against these people. You know, we're not doing this just to be like, hey, these these Republicans are bad or these Democrats are bad. No, they're all bad. And it's happening in real time. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know what to say to people. It's very, very disheartening. It's scary. It's infuriating, you know, so. and, and the people, you know, that don't see it, you know, I have friends that are just like, oh my God, but they're doing this, this, and this. And I just want to shake them, man. Be like, dude, you need to open your eyes and turn the TV off right now because what they are doing to us in real time is beyond scary. And before you know it, we're all going to be walking to boxcars. Well, I won't be. They're going to have to kill me. Right. Well, yeah. Same. And you know, it's interesting too. It's like when you read some of the quotes that the, the Nazis said um, and listen to what people are saying today, I, I how can you not understand what's going on here? Vivisection was very huge in the uh, Jewish community over there. And they didn't like it. They also didn't like the their... I guess uh, what's that called when they slit the throat of the animal part of their religious thing? Oh, sacrifice, animal sacrifice. Okay, I, I, there's an actual name for it, but I can't remember what it's called at the time at the moment. But what 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 happened is the the Nazis vilified them for their practice, their religious practice, for their medical work, what they were doing, vilified them so they could oppress them. So they instantly, within two months of them getting in in 1933. They created these laws and they said, if you were to break these laws, hurt animal in necessarily some way, we're sending you to a concentration camp. And the, the other thing is very interesting to me too, is like, remember that bill I told you about in Texas, if you've ever been convicted of animal cruelty, you never own animal again. Yes. That it's in the same um, legislation from Nazi Germany, but, but here's the crazy part, at least in Nazi Germany, they said, if, 
you had to have done it multiple times or you had to have, um, they probably didn't follow that though. But you had to have done it multiple times and you may have a chance to be able to own animals again. Texas, you can never own animal again or live with someone as an animal. People not see what's going on and that was introduced by Republican in Texas. And so this, this is really spooky. I gotta send you a link. There's a, a new documentary that came out like two months ago covering basically all that stuff I told you about, how they were um, worshiping the animals in a sense, and the animals were treated better than the Jewish people. So if you look at them vilifying cockfighting and how they're talking about these people, they call them barbaric, they call them trash, redneck, and now they're actually calling them KKK members uh, now as well. <laughs> vilifying these group of people, and they're willing to kill, some, these, kill them over a chicken, throw them in a cage over a chicken. These birds, the birds, the game fowls, their natural instinct is to fight anyways. Right. If people want to wager on it, gentlemen wager on it and entertain themselves. That, that that's what they do. But there's the thing: they grow, they have these farms. They're not they're taking care of those animals. Your animal can't win if you're not taking care of it. They have to medicate it. They feed them every single day, hundreds of hundreds of chickens on farms, and then they have to separate the males when they get to a particular age, or they're going to kill each other. So if farmers really wanted to have their, their chickens all kill each other, they just have them have a bloodbath every day, just running around, mature roosters fighting and killing each other. But that's not how it really happens. Propaganda, not, the Nazis had propaganda too, with their talking points, with their, their posters, with their ads. They had a Nazi person uh, saving freaking um, cats and stuff. Same thing PETA and them are doing. So people got to realize this. And here's another thing that's crazy to me. Some people say, well, some Jewish people are animal rights people or, or support veganism. Well, hell, some black people support freaking gun gun laws and, and all that stuff too. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it, it isn't that it didn't happen. It's not happening again. Because the black folks could have a gun or a club to protect themselves from the KKK back then, because local laws, black code laws, that you couldn't have it. But just because they're black and they're saying, oh, well, yeah, we, we should y'all should give your guns up. They're probably a freaking fed, anyways, or don't. <laughs> right. <Like Al> Sharpton. <laughs> <laughs> you say Al Sharpton was a fed? Yeah. You know that? That's you didn't, yo, he they he, he got called up for being an informant. That's awesome. <laughs> this hear that come out of your mouth. Oh my god. That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say that. They call I, me the non for a reason. <laughs> I I thought I I've had my reservations about him for a while. But I don't, you know, I don't ever say anything. And 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 to be quite frank, you know, because of the my color of my skin, I don't want to say too much against black people. So I don't get canceled. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't want to get canceled, you know, but I've but had. It's true. It, but it's true, though. But it's true. Like you have black folks who will, will sit there and repeat history like idiots and say stuff like, oh, no, take our guns away. Let the government only have them. Like, I thought you said the government was systematically racist. Why would you want them to be the only ones having guns? <laughs> That's insane to me. The craziest thing to ever, that one of the craziest things I've ever witnessed is, is the Black community conforming to government. Because of the fact that out of all the people here in the United States, Black people have the most reason to not trust their government. Right. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. History proves that. I don't have to say anything more than that. Is that other than that, uh, the government has not been good to black people. And I think the problem is like 
the Tuskegee Amendment. They think there's only two choices, though. They think there's only two choices. And so they originally were Republican. When the Republicans ditched them, the Lily White movement was to get the black people out of the party so they couldn't have any vote, no power over the white man. And they started catering to um, the, the the Dixie, the, you know what I'm talking about, the freaking Dixie Crats, whatever they're called. And then, and then they, then the, then the Democrats were like, Hey, we're come on over here. We're going to, we're going to help you and take care of you. We're going to get y'all some justice and we're going to do prison reform. We're going to do all this stuff. The problem is like, basically like they haven't really had nowhere to go between the two. And hey, they've been Democrat for a long time, but they really ain't going to go Republican. That's why libertarianism has to be start going on and having discussions in urban areas so they can realize, wait a minute, I can prosper with my business and you know being an entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is big in the black community. With libertarianism, you're not going to get that with authoritarianism with these other two parties are. You're not just going, it's not going to happen. And if you want to do run your own business, say, I can't afford to rent out a place to have a hair salon, but I can start it off in my house. There's laws that say you can't do that in certain areas. Right. So we have to start educating them on the other option. Locally, we can start doing that. But the thing, the thing is, Republicans sit there and say, oh, look, they're so mad at Biden. They're down 17% with the Black vote. Oh, look, they're coming to the Republican Party. No, they're not going to the Republican Party. They're not voting for nobody. But would like for them to come over and start voting Libertarian. This is something I want to start harping on. I really thought about this the other day, and I kind of tweeted about it. Um, in 2020, there was 101 million people that did not vote, which is actually a majority. A majority of America did not vote in 2020. Now, I think we need to start reaching out to those people. Yes. Rather than because, you know, we're in small increments, we'll be able to pull people from the Republican and Democrat Party in small increments. But a lot of those people are too far gone. They're not coming over here. It's not happening. The media has already told them that we're, we're radical, violent movement, you know, that that we're just, you know, Republicans, you know, who like to smoke weed or Democrats that like guns or whatever it may be. We're extremists, anarchists, whatever, you know, because the media has bastardized the word anarchy. You know, yeah. anarchy are, are are very peaceful people that want to shine. They don't want to be controlled. Right. No ruler. No ruler. It's not about no rules. It's not about, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of chaos and all that. As a matter of fact, Murray Rothbard talked about it in For a New Liberty, um, his Libertarian Manifesto. I don't know if you ever read that, but if you haven't, you really, really should. You'd enjoy that a lot. I believe I have a copy. I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> it's, it's a long read. I believe it's somewhere around 400 pages or three, three something. It's a big book, but I read that when I was sick. I had time. But, well, it's actually smaller than Harry Potter, so that'd be good. <laughs> but, but, but he talks about 17th century Ireland in that book, which happened to be a stateless society. A stateless society is an anarchist society. This went on for a thousand years, okay? A thousand years with no state. And they had, they didn't have police, but they had people, like just regular people called the Tuas or the Tua mm -hmm. or something like that. I can't remember the name offhand. But they were people who understood the laws of the land and natural rights. And so when people got out of order, the, pe the people policed themselves. And they also had like their own courts kind of in a jury. I can't remember what they called the jury offhand. 
but they had a name for it. And that's how they did it. And it worked until England came in, of course. You know, we all know what England does to everything. They they did it here in America too. But it took England 200 years or almost two centuries to take over Ireland. Why is that? Because there was no governments to make deals with the other government. Hmm. And those people just fought and fought. You know, and I understand that 17th century times and, you know, it's a lot different with all the technologies and stuff. But it worked back then. And, and to be honest, times were much harder back then because they didn't have technologies and stuff like that. You know, right. now it's like if somebody were coming to attack us or whatever, we'd know. We have things in the sky that see shit. You know, they didn't know when England was coming. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it just kind of happened and they had to deal with it accordingly. Right. You know, and so is I know a stateless society is a very hard sell to a lot of people. And so that's why I appreciate libertarianism because it's very minimal state. Right. You know, but, but that's just, you know, it's kind of where we're at. And I would, I would love to see a situation where, you know, we get there where people want Liberty kind of like what they're doing in Argentina right now. I'll probably be talking about Argentina a lot. You know, Javier Mille is, doing amazing things down there. He's up by 10 points. He's going to win the presidency. Um, he's actually an anarcho-capitalist. He's not a libertarian. I mean, he's, he's, he's a libertarian, but he's an anarcho-capitalist, yeah. you know, which is a big deal. But it took the bottom of the country. It took the a whole fallout of society for those people to get there. I was talking about it with Jack Lloyd. Um, I'm happy you brought him up because I've been telling people, you know, don't worship the guy. Don't like put all your eggs in the back basket on the guy. But what you can do is what he's doing in your states. Um, Argentina is bigger than every state in America, barely bigger than California. If he can do that in Argentina, we be, we should be able to do that in our, each of our states. Now, it is also a coalition that they're working with, they're running with. So there's been different groups of people can come together who's all been, um, a, you know, oppressed or a t- targeted or attacked by the government, say, say the game foul people, the horse people, the gambling industry, say the um, marijuana industry, you all come together with the same basic um, goal is to protect individual liberties. We can make this happen. A lot of problems though is, and that's the thing you have to have the coalitions because each group has a division as we know libertarian we do, the game foul industry divided. Each, it's always divided. So we're always going after each other instead of going after that big problem. But we can get with other people in different groups who are all serious about tackling the problem. I feel like we can be way more successful, not just, you know, not just at our city and county levels, we can be successful at the state level too. And that's where, that's where the change is actually going to have to start is at a local level. And that's why I love what you and Jeff are doing. Um, you and Jeff, which congratulations, by the way, you guys, you know, I think that's very cool. It was, uh, I don't know if he's standing there listening right now. He probably is, which I hope he does hear this. Jeff, I noticed you crushing on her like long before you guys were dating. He'd put little, you know, inconspicuous tweets out there about you or whatever. I'm like, those two are going to end up dating. I know they are at some point. And then all of a sudden you were dating. I was like, I knew it, dude. So I, I, I really dig that. Um, congratulations. Thank you. you. Thank um, you. Like, honestly, <laughs> he's my best friend. And I'm just so happy that, you know, we came together 
and I almost ruined it, you know, started off, but uh, I, I think he's amazing. Um, he's super intelligent. He uh, keeps me from going um, bizarre, uh, not bizarre, I guess. When I can turn into a firecracker, I can turn into a firecracker. But I'm like, you know what, Jeff, do you think it's a good idea if I put this out like that? Or should I do it this way? Or, you know, or maybe he's like, mm, maybe should, like he keeps me, he keeps me level and he's really smart. I learn from him. You know, I like to be with someone I can learn from and I can't, I don't turn this off, you know? And so it's kind of hard. Cause like other people are like, can we talk about something else? Like we both live and breathe this. So it's like, we don't turn it off in a sense. So we do have fun and sometimes we do things outside of this, but it's so much stronger to have a partner by your side, you know, and y'all are working hard, you know, to accomplish something. We know our weaknesses. We know what we're, our strengths are. And I'm, I'm not funny like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he went viral with this, um, the Senate, the Senate Jess code. I can, I don't that think shit I can. was hilarious. Like yes <laughs> the yes. Rand Paul one he even got he even got a Rand Paul response I saw that that was great yeah Elon Musk was even talking about like on the comment sections of all these different things you know um AP News have great articles saying oh the satire like it's that's a big deal <laughs> like, right right but I know my lane I mean if I try to be funny it's not gonna be funny <laughs> I try to be funny and I'm a son of a bitch afterwards. You know what I mean? Like that shit is funny. I'm like, well, it's funny to me. I don't know what to tell y'all. You know? but, <laughs> no, but the fact that you guys are out there putting in real work in your local communities, um, bringing attention to real local things is how we move forward because change happens locally. We're never going to see change nationally. Um, as a matter of fact, nationally, things are going to get much worse. I'm sorry, guys, I don't want to black pill you. But as far as the federal government goes, nothing's going to get better. Nothing. It will get much worse. It's going to keep getting worse until we get these clowns out of office. So this is why we need people like Donnie the Don and Jeff Charles out there, you know, preaching local government and, and keeping local governments in check, you know, because, you know, it would be a huge deal to have a libertarian mayor or a libertarian sheriff. Oh my God, a libertarian sheriff would be like a godsend, honestly, because at that point you'll be leaving peaceful people alone. Right. That's a huge deal. And I think this is what will help with that too. I think this pamphlet will help. It's, it's a tool for you people to go out there, read it yourself. So you can start thinking, okay, it's, it's not a long read. And I can start going and having meetings and talking to people about this, educating people about this. When you have, when you're having regular conversation with someone and someone's like, oh my gosh, they got arrested because they were doing drugs. You can say, well, wait a minute. Why were they arrested for doing drugs? That's, that's not an actual crime. And you can start have that dialogue and conversations and waking people up. And then you can start me, like I said, I, I'm not rich. So if y'all get these pamphlets and y'all print them out and hand them out to people in your local areas, that's a huge help to what we're trying to get done here accomplished here and i'm asking you to donate a thousand dollars to me but i'm asking for you to read the pamphlet print it off start passing it out start educating your community on it because this is important also i have um shock of the god and i are going to be on callin.com or liberty else on callin's um, podcast and we'll be discussing this on october 7th um like a verbal discussion a deep dive into the pamphlet so maybe like if you haven't read it yet, you can will want to go read it again or 
um, people, maybe you don't know how, to, maybe you're not a people person. You can send people to the that that discussion on October 7th and they can hear from us. And on that, on call line is similar in a sense to Twitter spaces. People can actually come up and request a mic and speak too. It's going to be a dialogue. So okay. we'll be talking like we are now and at the end people can come up and have a discussion. And it's a little more organized than call, um, spaces because we can do one person at a time instead of, you know, several people up there at once. I really want, <clears throat> I really want to, I know we can't necessarily change the national level, but we can do a lot planting seeds and watch them grow in our local communities. This is, um, this is not just going to be, oh, this is just my little, like a book and it's out and I'm, I'm going to leave it there for now. This is something that I'm going to be consistently using. I'm going to be taking this information to the meetings I'm talking at and speaking at, handing out copies. Um, I told you earlier, I want to try to get them in Spanish as well, because a lot of the community I work with are Hispanic. I want them to be able to read this as well. I, I'm going to, um, I want you guys to start speaking in front of your community and doing this, but I want to do that as well. If you want to invite me to your local area to come and teach this and preach this, if you can help me get there and everything with expenses, I will more than happy come out and do it. I've gotten very comfortable with public speaking. Um, I've done a lot of it lately. And so, I mean, honestly, the, the time I spoke in front of like 2,500 to 3,000 people, I was a little nervous. Wow. And, uh, That's yeah. A lot. yeah, that was at that El- Texas? Yes, that was on the El Gallo show. Wow. That, you know what, that's a concert. Honestly, that's a, that's a small <laughs> show. I mean, that's a, you know, I, I go to concerts that are smaller than that in Detroit. You know what I mean? That's, that's a big deal, Donnie. That's uh, you know, that's wow. Good. For so you. yeah. I mean, and then I don't have it uh, quite together yet, but with the whole um, community outreach, if you need help outlining how you, cause you, you're not a public speaker, you've never done it before. I can get you a PowerPoint together for your area. So you guys can start doing it. People got to gotta start looking at their ordinance. So when you go ask your city people, your city council for the ordinance, you're going to be for what? Which one? Say, I want all of them. They're probably going to ask you for a FOIA form to fill out, but you want all the ordinances so you can see what they have done at the city level. Pull out your bill of rights. Highlight which ones violate that. Which one violates your natural rights? Which one violates civil rights? Start highlighting them. And you all start going and showing up at your council meetings. And telling them you guys have given yourself an authority that you never had, and nor did we ever consent to you having this authority. You also start doing that. So I think also you can try to go to your police departments and try to have meetings with them and talk with them and educate them. But who decides who your chief of police is? It's either your mayor or your city manager, depending on what kind of city you're in. It's probably your mayor where you're at. Um and then some places, mayor don't have as much power, so their city manager, who is picked by the city council, decides who your chief of police is. You start knowing who gets to pick who and where they come from, that starts changing things. Your sheriff, you elect your sheriff. So you can decide on how your department is going to be at your county level. Now, at the state level, you have state cops. That's going to be a little hard to get a meeting with them. But, you know, that decides who decides those things, their executive branch, your governor, those folks. So you guys are paying attention. This is not just, oh, using fear to keep going between the two parties. Um, you, you're not voting for someone because you support them. You're voting on them because you're afraid of the other guy winning. So that's got to change. Y'all got to start picking people you know are going to defend your individual liberties or your shit out of luck. There's no way around it. You're not getting liberty out of authoritarianism. It's, it has not worked in over 200 years. 
It, it, it hasn't. And, you know, people, people believe that there was a time where, you know, the constitution mattered and it never really did, you know, and anybody who read Spooner will, will read otherwise. Look, I didn't sign shit y'all. I didn't sign it. The flag says it. Johnny knows it. Jeff knows it. We all know it. You know, the, the United States constitution has been a dangling carrot to the United States population since its inception. It has never kept government in check, not one time. All it has done is grown it, you know, and they'll be like, well, they haven't messed with the Second Amendment. Are you kidding me? They right. have not messed with the Second Amendment ever? Because if they haven't messed with the Second Amendment ever, I should have a tank and nukes in my fucking driveway. You know, I know that sounds a little radical, but you're just saying. You know why that is, though, right? That's because the people, like I said, are mostly peaceful people. We don't enforce our rights like they enforce their laws. They enforce the, the laws paper as well, but they it comes but with a gun and lead behind it. If you do not obey, we will kill you or we'll kidnap you and throw you in a cage. Where we are peaceful, we're just like, okay, well, I guess whatever. Um, I mean, this is my rights and hopefully the, the, the courts and hopefully the government will recognize those rights. Is this a part of this pamphlet ordeal too? To, to educate you and motivate you to start enforcing your rights you cannot have these rights if you're not going to enforce them you keep calling a pamphlet wouldn't you wouldn't you consider that a mission statement a little bit or is it a pamphlet oh no this is a pamphlet there's gonna be three volume one is this okay. one two three my mission statement honestly is my liberties are mine and mine alone and those who wish to um wait my liberties are mine and mine alone and though I'm going to read my own mission statement because I'm forgetting it. I did have my thing memorized. It's on my <laughs> profile. I'm messing it up. Okay, so this is a good practice. I'm going to tell, because um, um, I'll be a Larry Sharp um, on Thursday. Well, this is like the future because you're going to see me on Friday. But <laughs> I won't be on there tomorrow. It says, my liberties are mine and mine alone. They are not for sale. They are not up for ne negotiation. Those who wish to take them from me are my enemies. Amen to that. And ladies and gentlemen, let it be known that there are over 400 million guns in possession of American citizens. We are the biggest militia in the entire world. And that's where I'm going to leave it. You can take it from there. Exactly. I don't I mean, need to pass that my door. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, the, the, you know, no matter what, even though we have, we celebrate the 4th of July, we celebrate, you know, leaving tyrants and leaving them in the revolutionary war, you know, but now nowadays it's called you domestic terrorists. If you want to stand up for your rights. I just want tyrants to wear feathers every day. Like they used to. Iron feathers. Amen. Amen. But Donnie, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to you, uh, to dropping this, you know, this will come out today, you know, yeah. <laughs> at, at libertyhouse.com. It'll be on libertyyourhouse.com and then you'll be able to have copies of the PDF. I will also include flyers for y'all that pass out and hang up in your local areas so people can listen in on October 7th on callin.com. Awesome, awesome. And uh, before we take off, I need you to be button mashers for me. You know what to do. Like, share, follow, subscribe on all things. Uh, Twitter, at Buds and Reality. Uh, same goes for... Uh, facebook and and instagram i don't have a lot of followers there because meta hates me and they don't show anybody my things but okay. it's growing a little bit but uh you know, please like share subscribe 
check out Anarchy Wear. I've just started a working relationship with them. You can see their flag behind me. I didn't sign shit. I actually helped come up with that. And I'm actually wearing the shirt as well. Uh, great folks. They have all kinds of gear um, from, you know, subtle, you know, cute things like, you know, an anarchy symbol saying taxation is theft to the guy with the rifle and the anarchy symbol saying fuck the state. You know, however bold or not bold you want to be, these this gear um, strikes conversations. It's not only a fashion statement, it's also bringing up conversations. My t-shirts and sweatshirts have brought up many cool conversations out in my area. I happen to live in one of the most liberal areas in the state of Michigan, hands down, it's not even close. And even people out here have had enough, they just don't know where to go. So check out Anarchy Wear, they're at Anarchy Wear on Twitter, or you can get them at anarchywear.ca on the meta stuff on the Facebook and Instagram. They're good people. Check them out. Buy some gear from them. I know Jeff's already looking into I didn't sign shit stuff. I'm sure you will <laughs> too. But uh, yeah. before we go, what do you want to say? What let's let's plug your stuff. Let's where can we find you? I know I'm, I'm Donnie the Dawn on pretty much any platform. Um, I'm Donnie for Liberty on Facebook. So and it's just like my page. And I only got it because of the game foul community. I do not like um, Facebook or Instagram. I'm Donnie the Dawn on gab.com. I do post on there on a regular basis, just not very often, not as much as Twitter. And um, my main thing is my website, because that's where you're going to find me. If you ever kick me off Twitter, it's my website, libertyorelse.com. Not, li not liberty or death, libertyorelse.com. I like that better than liberty or death, because you're saying, hey, fuck around, find out. I like that a lot. <laughs> that's but, right. Uh, I love you guys so much. You know, I, I, this doesn't happen without you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, Donnie, thanks for your time. And until next time, peace, love, and liberty. Y'all be good. Bye.